Good to go. Alrighty, three, two, one. Folks, welcome back to a brand new episode of Trainwreck tonight. It's episode 161. I'm joined by Maniac, our show sponsor tonight, Amherst Ale House. Your favorite spot in the suburbs, back open for takeout. Limited menu at this time. It's kind of, we all have a limited menu on life at this time. Amherst Ale House following suit on that. Hoping to get their restaurant and bar open before July 1st. Inside information on Amherst Ale House, your favorite spot in the North Towns. If you're interested in that takeout, call in order 716-625-7100. Tell them Maniac sent you, Al. So making her train wreck tonight debut, Jenna Cottrell from Wham 13 Fox, Rochester, New York. Jenna, how you doing tonight? Wait, guys. So not sorry, my last name everyone says wrong. Let's go. And I've never corrected, but I feel like I should correct. That's Come you. On. This is I'm you. Sorry, this I'm sorry. Exclusive and exclusive on Trainwreck tonight. I love it. Wait, wait, real quick. So wait, can we guess how to pronounce it, Maniac? I'll let you go first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm looking at it. I think there's like a U sound in there. Catrul. Catrul. All right, so. I said Cottrell, and that's not right. I'll go Cottrell. Wait, Ooh, no, I'm going to change my guess. It's like Jason Cotterell. Jenna Cotterell. Okay, you're, you guys are like, you just need to combine them. That's the whole purpose of Trainwreck tonight. We can't do it by ourselves. We need to combine. All right, so you said Cotterell. I said Cottrell. What, what are we missing? I just, it's Cottrell. Cottrell. Maybe not even a combo, but you guys were you were around close. Cottrell. So I must say, Cottrell. everyone says it wrong though. So I figured I should probably, you know, here exclusive interview, make sure I get it right. All I gotta say is get the Screen Actors Guild on the line. That's another train wreck tonight exclusive. Cottrell in the building. There you go. I absolutely miss. So Jenna, tell us how's life. Life is, uh, life is good. Life is healthy, so definitely can't complain. Uh, a lot of dog walking going on. Working from home has been interesting, we'll put it that way, but um, doing a lot of cooking. I did like, you know, banana bread week one. Now it's like, all right, I'm done with that. It's been uh, just a lot of brownies, cookies, and some workouts mixed in, you know, to keep things, keep things going. Of course. So tell us about the dogs. How many you got? I know Maniac's got one. I still don't have a dog. Girlfriend's pushing me. I don't really oh. want one. Really? I, I'm not a dog. I mean, listen, I love dogs. Like, like I go to my dad's. He's got, he's got two dogs. Love them. My mom's got a dog. But like, I don't know. It's like just having a, a baby. I, like, I don't know. I, I will say like a dog is definitely a lot of work. Like for sure. So we have, we have two dogs, my boyfriend and I. One is sleeping. I wonder if you can see her. Over there, she's on the couch. Yep. She's she hanging, and then we have a, a German Shepherd too. But um, so he had a dog when we met, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And then he surprised me with a dog, which is a lot of work. Would not recommend surprising someone with that unless they're ready. Um, but no, it's been great, honestly. Like, I would not leave my apartment unless it was for them and having to go on walks. So we go out probably like at least an hour every day. And they're just so sweet. Like every time you come home, they're just so excited to see you. So I actually call them my security detail too, because they've been so confused why I'm home 24 seven basically. So every time I get up, they're like protecting me, swarming me. Like, where are we going? What are we doing? Like, what's going on? So it's been at times I'm like, guys, just leave me alone. But they're so good. They're so sweet. So, and they get along so well. So very lucky with that. I have a black golden doodle named Prince Philip. He looks at me every day. When is this going to end? When is this going to end? He says, he just wants the house back. Oh, to Here's a question. I'm sure he loves having you around. Oh, he, he grew tired of it. Like after two weeks for sure. But uh, here's a question. So you get that second dog. Cause I've actually thought about getting a second dog. People think it's crazy, but I might, I might have become a two dog guy with that said, when you got the new dog, was there kind of like a Woody Buzz Lightyear effect? New kid on the block, a little jealous to infinity and beyond with the treats? I mean, definitely in the beginning, it was just like, who the heck is that? Like, what is going on? So initially it was like, a, okay, like hopefully they get along. We'll see. I'm not really sure. And then after like a week, 
they were best buds. They legitimately will whine. If they're ever separated, like let's say I take one of them for a walk and not, they will whine the entire time when they're away from each other. So I'm a team two dogs, but I also get it's a, it's a lot of responsibility. So I get why people are like, oh, I'll stick with one. Yeah, and you say you say two dogs. I mean, my dad has two. He's he wants a third. So I feel like it's just like oh, oh yeah. No, my absolutely. boyfriend every day wants to get a third dog. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like that. I, we live in an apartment too, so I'm like, that is insane to have three dogs in a loft apartment. That's not gonna happen. I'm on board with. I'm team boyfriend on this. I think we need to bring a, a third dog. We need to create a big three in in the in the cocktail household, and we need to get this going. He's staring at me right now, and he's agreeing with you. So yeah, we assign anything. We could have our lawyer send some paperwork over. I fully advocate. I don't know about that. There are people picketing outside of town city hall right now. I'll go picket outside the cocktail household if we don't get that third dog. <laughs> are you gonna walk them every day? They uh, want no. me. I, here's the thing. They're this so dog, strong. You got to get a golden doodle. They're so strong. You got to get a golden doodle. This dog they, will be shed, right? Yep, no shedding. Very sassy and very independent. Kind of like Beyonce towards the end of her child run. I'm sassy and independent. I don't need to add another thing into the mix, believe me. Two is it's good. Like, but, but let's face it. It's always the best when two superpowers combine. King Kong, Godzilla, Edward, <laughs> Jacob. Maniac, degenerate out. It's just, it's how these things work, Jenny. You gotta give into the circle of life as the Lion King says. All right, well, I see between you guys why it works so well. I do get that. Ooh. All right, here, that's the sassiness right there from Jenna. Let's get into <laughs> these, let's get, in, let's get into these quarantine questions real quick. You mentioned cooking. Okay. You've been doing a lot of that. What is your favorite snack so far of this quarantine? Okay, so just pick these up. Did not make them at all but chocolate marshmallow Oreos are life-changing, personal opinion. They're so good. I'm usually a traditionalist. Like, I don't like, I like regular, like, not even double stuff, but on a whim, tried them. I've I've had, like, a sleeve today. It's so bad, but they're so... That's standard. That's standard. They're so good. They're so good. I don't think I can buy them again because I can't trust myself, but I will highly recommend those, like 1,000%. I think there's like an exchange rate of snacking during this period. Like oh. you can't gauge a typical snacking session here versus like how you did like last fall. I'd say it's about one and a third, maybe like an extra 30% on top. Like that's totally validated. Oh, I haven't bought Oreos in probably like five years because I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't need to buy that because I don't need to eat that. Now I'm like, what else is there to do? Like, sure, might as well. But they're so good. And like the serving sizes too, which is just outrageous. Like no one's eating Oreos, excuse you. So I don't know. I've, I've been trying to like wrangle it a little bit, but they are so good. I'm a sweets person too. So, well, actually I'm a food person anyways but i was gonna say the fact that you had to say you didn't make the chocolate marshmallow oreos yourself is kind of like a cooking flex like i was like i'm not would make those themselves i'm not good at cooking but like i like to cook if that makes any sense like i'm trying to get better i'm just really terrible at following a recipe like i'm like oh but this sounds good and like what about this and then it turns out not great so then i just put enough sriracha on it to make it all kind of taste the same. So it's really a method, you know? Who's the cook in the house? You or the boyfriend? So my boyfriend's a very good cook. We need um, the boyfriend's name. We, we keep calling him the boyfriend here. We name, sound like Andrew name, Cuomo. His name is Jakob. Jakob? Yes, Jakob. These pronunciations are killing me right now. Jakob Cotroll! Let's go! <laughs> no, you can't. That's not... No, so his name is Jakob. Um, okay. So in the Bills media, they actually call him Yacht Club because okay. it was hard for some. We're people Bills to media. We're Bills media, That's so true. we're calling That's him true. Yacht Club. Remember Yacht, Club. Club. You remember Yacht Club. Club. Yacht Club. Yeah. So he is an excellent cook, but I'm terrible at it. So for the most part, he cooks, but I like to try and like I'm like, okay, you know, I can do it. I just definitely not as good. But he'll spend like hours making something. Like, if he's frying chicken, he's going to brine the chicken. He's going to, like, dredge it. He's going to oh. – my thing is, like, if I want to eat, I want to eat in, like, a half hour. Like, that, you know? 
And I don't want 82 different dishes to wash because that is a pet peeve of mine is doing the dishes. And so I'm like staring at my dirty dishes right now, actually. But for me, I'm like, okay, what can I eat that's quick and I can immediately just be done with it? All right, Jenna, next question for you. Favorite non-alcoholic drink and favorite mm-hmm. alcoholic drink of the quarantine? Ooh, favorite non-alcoholic drink of the quarantine. I love seltzers. Like I love, like I'm drinking a Wegman sparkling watermelon flavored watermelon um water you never heard that watermelon um and then my favorite alcoholic beverage um you know i'm pretty boring like i like the truly mango lemonades those are good i'm not gonna lie like kind of basic but they're really good and then i've been making margaritas a lot a lot of margaritas look at you i love it tasty no i've been making margaritas too um so that's been maybe a little too many but uh but it's been fun all right maniac what are you what are you you sipping on well right now i mean as always labat blue light gotta be gotta be loyal to our brands i mean again like i say on every show if you mail me beer i will drink it and labat blue light is guilty of that on multiple counts (laughs) that sounds dangerous They they loved it. I, I just I got a big package one day and it had a little bat blue light like sweater and like a bunch of beers in it and I just put it on our story and I go, I didn't know you could mail beer and they all thought that was the funniest thing they've ever heard. Like they're like, We were talking about that in our in our Q4 meeting. Like, what the hell? Hey, that's pretty good. That's good people to know too. Not bad. Hey, we're all we're a Labat Blue family over here. Hmm. Al, what about you? You work on Golia or are we going on Goose tonight? Goose. The Grey Goose, it's it's oh. on sale. It's on sale right now at Outlet Liquor up the street. So oh. it is that's that a restaurant for disaster. It's not good. And yeah, they sell me, you got time. It could be the end of the month. You're going to June. I was like, you let me know when the final three days are happening of those sale and I will stock up. So <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Because Grey Goose, I mean, when it's full price, you're talking 65 bucks a bottle. That's yeah. just not, not smart. I roller. What do you mix yeah. it with? What do I mix it with? Cheers. Water? Are you just, oh my God, you're savage. You've you, you got a lot to learn about degenerate ale, Jenna. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I drink vodka waters, which a lot of people think is extreme, but just straight up vodka shots is impressive. Think about it. Going, vodka water is the smartest thing in the world. You're oh, getting two things done. Yes. Yeah. People think it's weird. Sometimes I order it from a bartender and they're like, what? I'm like, no, I just want vodka and water. Like a vodka soda, but not club soda. <laughs> just yes. water. You're, re- you're hydrating as you're dehydrating. Yeah. The, only it makes thing, sense. the only thing more embarrassing than ordering a vodka water is ordering a water. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Are you kidding me? A vodka the the, the looks bartenders give you when you order a water, they're like, wow, you shouldn't, you shouldn't even be here. No, a vodka water, people are like usually confused. And then when they think about it, they're like, hmm. they kind of oh, give you that look. Like, okay, I see you. I see very you. smart. Very smart. Yeah. Kind of a you're playing chess, they're playing checkers type move. That's how it kind of sets mm-hmm. it, I guess. Exactly. All right, Jenna, here's the final quarantine question for you. What is your favorite activity outside of looking at a screen so no tv no phone what's your favorite activity definitely going on walks i know we talked earlier a little off camera about just having and enjoying outside like now that it's not snowing you know like knock on wood maybe we can get a couple days in a row um but just going outside and like it's so much easier to just kind of appreciate nature that much more. I think we all like living in Western New York are like, oh my God, the sun, yes. But on days where even it was cloudy, just being outside and being able to like, get some fresh air, I think does so much like mentally for so many people. And I'm definitely included in that. So I've been bad, like I need to disconnect more, but I know when I'm outside, like I really do enjoy just being outside. When you guys get those iPhone updates about your weekly screen time, it's scary. Right. I mean, when I'm, when you're looking I actually at that, like turn like, those off. I was like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> like, that's not helping anything. But 
I will say I try to like make a conscious decision every night to be like, okay, I'm done. Like actually I have, so Dan Fates is a reporter who works at our, my station. He, um, he also covers the bills and he'll text me like every night, just like, Hey, what's up? We're best friends. And I will a lot of times like see his text and be like, okay, no, I'm going to like put down my phone. And then he'll be like, why did you text me back? I'm like, I just, I can't, I don't know about you guys. Like I can't, I'm a terrible texter. Like I just hate, I hate always being like people always expecting to like hear back from you. I don't know. What percentage of people nowadays are terrible texters? I, I would I say 30, 40%. You think so? Oh, cause yeah. I always get a lot of crap for it. Like people are like, I know, like, why don't you answer? I'm like, it's not that I don't want to answer, but like, I don't want to answer. I'm doing like the <laughs> dentist test. You know, like what, like four out of five dentists recommend, like if I had five people just random and I texted them, how many of them would text me back? I would say three. See, I think it depends on your friend group though, because I, I feel like there's one person in every friend group who's the crappy texter. Like in my friend group, it's me. Like they'll be like, okay, well, I will expect you to get back to me with like two to three business days. Like, like oh. they're like, okay, but yeah, I need to get better at it. I still have it. And people, it's funny, my friends will text me and be like, I know you're quarantined and you're not doing anything. Answer me back. And I'm like, oh, wow, I got found out. But that's the, biggest, that's the biggest dilemma for a lot of people right now, Al. Excuses are at an all-time low. Yeah. Well, Maniac, you got your read alerts on now. That's a new change in your life. Well, I, I've had them on for, oh. for a minute now, but I like to flex. If I've seen your message, I've seen your message. I'm going to let you know. I am team read receipts a thousand percent. Oh, me too. Me too. 100%. Uh, yeah. Because here's why. Because A, like in my job for communication, it's really helpful if someone's seen your message. Because sometimes we don't respond, but it's like, hey, I saw your message at least. But also, it like holds me accountable. So if I read the message, I'm like, I got to <laughs> answer it. Like, I don't want to like leave you on red. So I've, I've tried to do that. But yeah. People think it's weird. People like are like, that's a psycho move. I'm like, I didn't know it was like that, but I just think it's really helpful. Let's just talk about all the times you're meeting someone somewhere, you're picking someone up, yada, yada. You send a message like two minutes away and you see red. You're not waiting on an okay or a be yeah. right out. You know you're good. The red, yeah. you know you're good. 100%. All right, so next up, final question. No, not actually the final question, final statement. I hear you, uh, you just got a TV? This is big exclusive news. We have sports breaking, fireworks. Yep. The, the, the Cottrell household has a new TV. Yeah, let's go. Okay. I, I used to watch everything on my phone, which I didn't think was weird, but how did you find out about that? Well, I, didn't make that, that I didn't know I made it. But we found out that Yacht Club is like the running boyfriend of the century. He would hold up the phone while you were watching Netflix together? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He would literally hold up the phone while we were this watching man, Netflix. He's literally standing like, in the corner. Quit his day job. There are thousands <laughs> of men across the nation looking for TED Talks on patience <laughs> and dedication to a relationship like Yacht Club has obviously displayed in this juncture. Kudos. Oh. My hat off to him. No, he's definitely been patient for sure. But no, he would hold he would hold the you know the phone and we would watch stuff. And then it was like, okay, this quarantine's not going anywhere. Like we know it's going to go on for a while so we should probably just get a TV and we finally did. We do not have a microwave. That might be the next thing on the list, but <laughs> I know. What is name? I know it's so I, I, I defend Rochester to Al so much, Jenna. I, I defend it I so fun. much. And you're living without a TV. You're living without No, we a have a TV. There's I, a TV I, understand, I understand no TV because it's like, don't take your work home with you. You are in TV, yes. so don't bring yeah. your work home with you. I understand that. Microwave. Microwave. I know. I know. I know it's weird. It's weird. But it makes you cook everything. So it's kind of nice. Like, I'm initial target used to so yakla didn't have a microwave i had a microwave but it was pos so it was like on its last like anyways so when i moved in it was like all right we'll just not have one and then it's just we don't have space because we live in an apartment and honestly it's not as bad as you think it sounds bizarre 
I like exposed myself so hard on this. Everyone's gonna face for a microwave. <laughs> I'm I, I swear. Okay, I mean I believe you. You don't you don't have to you don't have to validate it to me. I'm more in astonishment. So every leftover is cold. How you reheat it like in a pan? <laughs> counter, what about what about a countertop uh, oven? What about like one of those little? You have a countertop oven, like a little mini one. No, like if I want toast, no I, put, I put toast no in the room. oven. Like I'll use a broiler. No. I know. Insane. I am Jenna, oh my gosh, Rochester, <laughs> Rochester. Yeah. I think I represent Rochester with that, though. I think like most people think that's weird, which I can understand why. But yeah, try it out. I swear, you will like it. I'm rip, I'm, I'm, I am ripping my microwave out of this, whatever it's in, and it's well, out no. of the Okay, so like I'm team leftover. Like I love leftovers. But you know when you put it in the microwave and it's like gross and soggy and like just rubbery? Yeah, like all, everything, like it's just not as good. So when you actually put it in a pan or back in the oven, it's way better. And like leftovers is a considerable portion of my diet. <laughs> like I don't like to cook every night. So I'd rather have it be you know, heat it up and actually taste good. And I'm not going to lie though. I obviously, I, I feel like I need a microwave, but like I do like cold leftovers. No, me too. I cold, pizza, cold pizza in the morning with a cup of coffee. Are you kidding me? Like that is so good. That is excellent. I, 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 go ahead. I really want to help you and Yacht Club set sail, Jenna. You got to get the mini countertop oven. For reheating those desserts too? Are you kidding me? Don't have to pull a big oven job. Who's reheating desserts? Uh, cookies? When you have cookies and they're a little stale, you throw them in the countertop oven. That's like that's like the, the Lambo leap. It is such a tradition <laughs> in my household. You're teaching me so much. Okay, I've never done that. I'm just saying, you're such a connoisseur of desserts. You need to get the most out of those. Sometimes it's about like quantity, though. Honestly, <laughs> it's like how many sweets can I eat? I just okay, I well, love Willy Wonka food. conundrum. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's an issue. We'll say that. There's a little Augustus gloop in all of us. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I the breaking news that we've just heard about pronunciations of last names. Shout out Yacht Club. Shout out Yacht Club. <laughs> no microwave. Just got a TV. This is incredible. Let's move on to which could be an even funnier topic. And maniac, I'll let you run with this. Syracuse University. <laughs> Okay, so a lot of people don't know, because I do so much coverage of UB basketball, UB football, and everything, I actually graduated from Syracuse, as did Cottrell. Cottrell yes. was there a couple, uh, two years after me, so I went 2011, she went 2000, or 2013. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a time. So what were your favorite things to do? Like, obviously, not trying to get too into too much incriminating detail, Jenna, now that you know. <laughs> You're a big professional out there in the universe. Oh, but, yeah. uh, what were your favorite things too? Like when you were in the 315 Accuse? So we would go to basketball games, obviously, but that was huge. Like when I decided where I wanted to go to school, like a big sports school was a part of that. So we would always go, like I camped out in the dome for Duke tickets. Like we would do, like my whole group of friends, we would go to a lot of the games. And then there's this bar, there used to be this bar on Syracuse's campus. I know you're, you know what I'm talking about, Maniac. The uh, Chucks. Yeah. No, Chucks. Yeah, oh yeah, the Seabird. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was, <laughs> it was the time of my life. You had to like carve your name in the, um, in the walls when you left. Just you could wear like your flannels there and watch a game. They had delicious fried pickles. I loved it. I was also in a sorority too. I was in uh, Kappa Alpha Theta, which I, I loved that too. I lived in my senior year. Um, I had so much fun at Syracuse. It was. Oh yeah, you know Carissa. I forgot. I was, yes. I yeah. 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 Now, now I'm running the lines. What a name drop! Shout out Otto <laughs> the Orange. But uh, no, yeah. I mean, Chuck's. It was owned by Thor in my day, so I know that around 2012 didn't that change? Did you know like the Thor ownership group? Because I don't know how that changed or whatever. But I know they changed uh, policies about like writing on the wall and stuff. Like when they changed the ownership. So I could still write, like, we all wrote on the walls. I don't know, it's very hazy memories at Chuck's. Like, oh, my gosh. Um, so I probably at the time knew that maybe there was a change in ownership. I remember, like, the food did, was got a little worse, which I was upset about, because 
obviously like I, I love to eat um so Dark Spoon is amazing too and again not like yeah. uh, buffalo not a ton of spots you can get something at like 2 a.m no no and chuck's was really like options. it was great too because you could get a pitcher for a quarter and then have a dozen wings and fried pickles like that is the college dream it is yeah i was actually there for the first half of the 2013 final four so my friend and i went back to campus for that so what what were you doing because that was your senior year right yes yeah it was so how was that because that was crazy because out of all the years they really weren't expected like that year to like that was how the last decades kind of been for syracuse basketball every time there's huge expectations they fall flat when there's yep. not huge expectations they go on these crazy runs that was like was it 2016 when they snuck into the tournament i was at the game they were in chicago and they played uva that was the game where they like pressed for the last minute and somehow won that game to go to i think it was the final four yeah you're talking, you're talking the last 10 minutes they pressed 10 minutes yeah yeah insane though Look uh, at i'm into dramatics for TV. very anti-goose <laughs> that was malachi malachi richardson going off yes yeah right. that was cool but my number one overall seed going down yeah yeah that was that was insane because i was actually at that game covering it for work which was like really hard because obviously I wanted to I was in the press box but I wanted to cheer and I, the whole time I was just like this I was just like I can't I can't believe this is happening but I was like also trying to be a professional so I was like okay I can't I can't like go psycho mode of like how excited I was but I remember you know you have to kind of leave the press box a little early to get down to the locker room on time so I remember like we were all the media members were watching a tv that was like this big in the hallway when they finally won and we were just like oh my god I, I you could not believe it the team obviously was ecstatic got video of Jim Beheim cutting down the nets like that was incredible and then that was that was my first like assignment I had at Wham I was really overwhelmed honestly <laughs> but um but that was with Wham. you did spend time with WAER too right so I was on WAER. I did at News, actually, when I was in college. Um, okay, very cool. Well, because we want to say that that's you and Paul Peck, both WAER alums. Yeah, I, I was not, uh, like, they would send me out to do stories for news, and I was not good at it. Like, I would be, like, just trying to avoid doing What's my job. What's the angle here? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't want to talk about budget cuts. Like, that sounds awful. I always love sports, but it was like sports at Syracuse in terms of like student media is super competitive. Ridiculous. And yeah. And if I'm going to be honest, like I wasn't that committed to that, like in terms of spending the time doing something that was responsible, I just wasn't into. So I was like, oh, well, I can get a job at AER and just do news, but like kind of get the same experience. Thankfully, it worked out. But, um, but yeah, I probably should have been a bit more responsible at school. School is for exploring, Jenna. School is for exploring. So, Jenna, did you end up at any parties at a uh, one hundred and nine Comstock? Well, no, probably, honestly. That, that was basically all, as far off campus as you get. My, me and my friends got a great deal on it though, sophomore and junior hey. year. So that's, that's where Al did a lot of partying, right outside of uh, Walnut Avenue there by Frat Row. But uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I was actually, yes, yeah, so that's how I know Jason Flinnick. I was in uh, Delft. So obviously, nice. Theta, yeah, Delft, great friends, great great networks. Talking, talking Greek. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, I mean, we, like my friend group, it was cool because we were friends with a lot of different people. So like we would go to a lot of we went to like a lot of house parties too Syracuse was just so much fun like it's such a it's a big school but it's also small enough where you can actually meet people again like it's not like you meet them once and you're like oh you see them at graduation like if you want to do that you could but there's just an it's large enough that you can have a diverse group of friends but it's not like you're never going to see them again very true so Jenna you said you had you wanted to go to a big time sports school for college. What were your other options outside of Syracuse? Do you have other schools that were like pulling for you? I, I actually was deciding between Syracuse and UConn. Um, my brother went to UConn. And so <laughs> this is a trend of me not being responsible. But my senior year, I was trying to figure out like where I was going to go to school. And I really, I knew I wanted a sports school, but I wasn't really sure. So I was picking between Syracuse and UConn. 
And I remember um, they were playing basketball at night and uh, my dad and I were watching the game and this was the six overtime game. So it was a situation, I fell asleep on the couch and I decided before the game, like whoever wins, that's where I'm going to go to school. Like, you know, I just am so bad at making decisions that I was like, that to me, overtime like, too. it made so much like... sense. It made so much sense. So I was like, yeah, whatever. So I fell asleep on the couch because the game was so long and I was in high school, you know, and I woke up in the morning, I asked my dad, I was like, oh, who won? He goes, oh, Syracuse did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. And oh, it all, yeah. That's it incredible. It was it was not responsible. Like like clearly a seventeen year old making a decision, but I was a psych major initially, so like it didn't really matter. You know, I didn't think it was gonna have any effect. Which thankfully Syracuse has a great communication school, so it really did work out. Now that's a sleeper detail. OG psych major gone Newhouse yeah. for sure. So it was because I loved talking to people and meeting new people and like hearing their stories. So I loved, and like, that's such a huge part of reporting, but I thought of it more as like, you know, I thought I would go out and meet people, but a lot of psych majors, what they do is research. I just, no interest in that. So I kind of decided my freshman year, that winter break, like, what could I do? My friends, we were all watching SportsCenter. And one of my guy friends pointed at the TV and was like, dude, why don't you do this? I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And yeah, it's kind of just snowballed from there. That is incredible. I mean, the story of this spontaneous decision-making was such grand implications. I know. Who would have known? It, it really did work out. I'm very lucky. I'm loving it. Like, <laughs> so, this, this, is, this story is like McDonald's menu options. I'm loving it. <laughs> so, Maniac, Jenna, you guys both Q's people, Buffalo people, and obviously Jenna and Al Rochester. Wanted to go through some pros, cons, things you love, things you hate. So let's start, let's start with Syracuse, with both of you, because obviously you guys both lived in that area for multiple years. Pros and cons about Syracuse. The con was the price. <laughs> um, the school itself was pretty pricey. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, there were, I don't know about you, Maniac, but I really loved it there. Like I, I had a great time. It was exactly what you want from a college experience. Exactly like you said, lifelong relationships that you meet people. Yeah. You don't just meet people once and see them again at graduation. That was kind of the feeling when I went to Canisius that I got. Obviously, I don't know what uh, UB was like for you, Al, ultimately. But yeah, it was almost like just an exact experience you see like in a movie. Not to like sound cliche, but you know, definitely what you're expecting. I mean, that's definitely one thing I regret from a college perspective is you know maniac jenna you know my biggest regret about ub and my college life was i didn't dorm so you know my four years or actually i should say my five and a half uh <laughs> my five and a half years at ub uh it was more 20 minutes up transit in Maple or Maple, 20 minutes back. So like I didn't have that college experience. And I definitely regret not at least even studying abroad for a semester. So like I, I really can't go too much into UB because to be honest, every other weekend I was at Comstock. Yeah. Like seriously, Q's like UB was where I went to school. Q's is where I went to party. Honestly. No doubt. The, the travel abroad definitely should have been something you did. Can you imagine you in like an Italy or an Argentina? No, uh, that, that, I regret that so much. I know, you know, DJ Supreme, he went to London. I had buddies that had, went on some big trips. And I mean, I don't know if Q did a lot of that with your friends studying abroad, but that's something, you know, for someone like me who lived at home for five and a half years, I wish I would have done that. It, it's something that it's, I definitely still regret. It's probably why you take advantage of, of every trip you can now. Oh, 100%. The last trip before this whole quarantine was literally two weeks before stuff was getting shut down, and that wow. was Vegas. Jenna, I mean, we were all in Vegas literally the last days of February. Like, that's and, a good trip to it, end on, It was insane. No, like, Maniac, if you remember, like, they were talking, like, we potentially should have been wearing masks on the plane. 
There were people in the casinos with masks. That was like when it was just starting. Like everyone can act like everyone was all hyper about it, but that was just when you were first like starting yeah. to see like people acting different. Like that was it. Big time. So I'm glad we were able to do that. And yeah, I cannot wait to make or my first trip after this. I don't know where you guys want to go, but I haven't thought about it yet. Isn't it crazy? Like you can't book anything. Yeah, I booked, I booked Bills Vegas. I know it's it's not a not a really? decision, but I mean, buyer beware, and I've bewared, and I'm ready to go to Vegas and watch the Bills and McDermott trust the process. Well, it's probably. I mean, were flights good? Like, I can imagine flights. Oh, cost was insane. Like, literally, we got them like because we got a leak on the schedule from our guy Frank and Cheek to August. So we were able to lock that in, and we got it like at at you know eight or 8 30 p.m eastern time we booked it it was like four or 350 or 400 round trip and then by the night it was like 650 700 with terrible times wow yeah but you're not you're not taking direct flights uh no there's a connecting in like charlotte or something like it's not it's not a bad one well on our one when we went in february we missed our connecting flight and we had to fly through texas like an extra connecting flight it was a Pita, as my grandpa would say. Pita. Pain in the ass. Here's my the big deal about booking Vegas is my backup option is driving to Cleveland and then flying out of Cleveland, and it's still very cheap there. So that's what I'm thinking I'm going to do if and when I get the green light. And part two is like I'm not going to a Vegas casino and sitting at the roulette table if I have to wear a mask. Like, it's just, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not spending a weekend in Las Vegas if I have to do stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm still waiting. I haven't booked a single uh, Bills trip yet. But the schedule is fantastic. San so Francisco, Arizona in middle of November, yeah. Vegas, Nashville, Miami in a span of four weeks. Like, I just, let's see what happens. Give it a couple months. Go from there. Yeah, definitely. I was sad when, like, with everything because, like you said, there are such great trips I'm like, I would love to go to some of those places. So we'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, I think I'm trying to stay hopeful about it. So we'll see, you know. This yeah. next month's going to be huge. I mean, obviously, you now there's a lot of storylines developing already as far as the next week. Oh, my God. Yeah, sports in general. I was, I, was, I was looking at ESPN.com before this show. Frank Gore's got some comments out about the AFC East saying it's wide open without Brady talking. He's like, you got Darnold, you got Allen, and he goes, I don't, I don't know what Miami is doing or whatever they're doing. So it's like well, – You've got to take him as an accredited voice, though. He has been on three AFC East teams in, like, the last 25 months. So if someone's going to say this division's wide open without a player, I guess Frank Gore's the guy to do it. Yeah, but where's the respect to Josh Allen there? He played in Buffalo last season. You'd think that he'd say something like, you know, Buffalo – no, but I get it. He's with, he's with the Jets now. He's been all around the block in the AFCs, but it's going to be very interesting. I think a, a sexy pick is the Dolphins over six, especially if you got Fitzy starting. Yeah. I think this year is going to be so much fun to see. Like, just in terms of obviously Brady's gone, and that just opens up everything. Now, people, I, I know the Bills, obviously, a lot of people, like, talent wise on their roster, I think they are the most talented in the AFCs. So I think. This year is just so much about expectations and seeing how this team develops. You know, like when Sean McDermott came in, Brandon Bean, it's all about the process, the process, the process. The process is building a foundation and moving from there. And like they've built the foundation. Now it's about seeing if this team actually has the ability to go out and sustainably win. And like, I think it, it can't be understated how huge it is. The fact that the Bills have so much stability in terms of their coordinators, their coach, their general manager, who's going to be the offensive line, like who's going to be quarterback, all of those things. Now you're going to be missing guys like Lorenzo Alexander. I know he's 36. Obviously, he's a huge leader, though, on the team. But I think there's enough leaders remaining and guys that are going to step up. So I, I just think this year and like the way the schedule is, it's just going to be so much fun to see where this team really does stack up and the prime time on top of it. Like it's just going to be awesome. Yeah. Combining those two points, I'm very disappointed that we aren't able to like book a San Francisco trip. I feel like if things were a little bit more wide open now, we would have definitely locked that in right when we could have and replacing Lorenzo Alexander. You don't do that with one player. You've seen their, their attack towards it, Jenna. They got Mario Addison, Quentin Jefferson. And then of course you get AJ Epinesa in the draft. So you don't pick just one guy to do it for sure. They're, 
being very smart about it. It's just crazy to see this roster in such good position versus drafting out of need and desperation for basically a decade plus. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I just think you look at how far this team has come in such a short period of time. And then I also look at it just in terms of, like, the Bills have four primetime games. Like, when, I mean, even last year, the fact that, yeah, they had the Dallas game and the, the Steelers game got flexed. But even the nation in the NFL is saying, hey, these guys are contenders. You know, like, the fact that that's even being talked about, I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on Josh Allen. It puts a lot of pressure on the team in general to see, like, what they're made of. But I just think it's night and day from where, you know, Sean McDermott came in. This is not going to be four years ago to where he is now. Yeah, shout out Brad Ryder. He, he's the guy who said four primetime games. Shout out Brad Ryder, 1 a.m. poker games whenever you want to play. That is fair. I mean, the line, yeah, like everyone we talked to, we did a preseason or pre-schedule prediction. Nobody predicted more than three except for Brad Ryder. It was cra- it's crazy to see him before. Really? Actually five, given the, the flex option with Denver. Yeah. yeah. How great last year were those Bills ratings in primetime games? Incredible. I mean, they're silly not to get them. I, I, I'm surprised that Bills Vegas and Bills Titans are not prizes. I, I that sound yeah. No, I kind of agree with that. I was kind of surprised, but I also think there are kind of you know I think the NFL is like okay, let's see. Like four is a lot. You know the fact that they can be flexed into a fifth, but I think they also want to see how things do shape up because. Not saying that they are the Browns, because I don't think that this roster is the Browns. I don't think this coaching staff is the Browns, but I think that's always the fear going into it. Josh reads Browns. <laughs> I'm that right now. So, real quick, i got to ask you guys, because I, I saw a t- couple tweets today and articles about Dak Prescott and the money that he's going to be getting. What do you guys think that if Josh Allen comes through year three, year four, how much money is this guy going to get? I mean, when you got guys, you got to pay. You got to pay Trey White. You got to pay Milano. You got to pay Dawkins. Yep. Trey Edmonds. I mean, how much money could Josh Allen potentially get guaranteed and through whatever, whatever his contract is? I think about that a lot, actually, because they've been able to rebuild this roster kind of on the cheap. Like they've gotten some veteran guys as well as some young talent that are still on their rookie contracts. But you make a huge point about even Trey White. I mean. He's going to get paid. Like, he is a guy that deserves it. And you don't want to move on from an all-pro corner. Like, that's – you're not going to do that. So, I I think it's – I mean, I think we've seen Brandon Bean doing a great job of building this roster and getting the salary cap in the position that it's in. But I think these next, really, like, three years will really see how sustainable that is in terms of what the contracts are going to be like. How is that going to restrict their ability to sign other guys? Like, I think that's going to be really interesting to see down the line, considering you want to pay Josh Allen, right? Because that means he's worth it. So that's the goal. But also at the same point of that, like that also is very constricting on what you can do with other guys. Two points for me real quick. The Dak Prescott thing, if he actually wants $45 million in his last year, I get it, but it's ridiculous. Yes. It actually That's doesn't. It. it actually isn't the most ridiculous thing from an agent standpoint. Real quick, guys, the uh, salary cap is about two hundred million this year. Projecting it could be two twenty five, two thirty next year. So you see a ten percent increase there over three to four years. You could see a salary cap two seventy, two eighty. All of a sudden, forty five million for a franchise quarterback doesn't seem that much. But with that said, you got Dak Prescott so bad against playoff teams last year. I don't even have to get into the numbers. Anytime he played anybody legitimate, I think I think the numbers are like one and six, one and seven. I yeah. said I wouldn't get into them, and I won't. But yeah, Brandon Bean very methodical. Twenty seventeen, they were just coasting. Twenty eighteen, they ate the fifty million in dead cap. That was the that was the the pill you had to swallow if you were the Bean administration. They probably explained that to the Pagulas, yada yada yada. Now the thing that they've really struck gold with are these short term deals. Even like Mario Addison's deal, Beasley Brown. They're all on very short-term, like, two- to three-year deals that can be nixed at that point. And obviously, at that window, you're going to have your Trey Whites, your Josh Allens, your Tremaine Edmonds. They're not getting rid of Trey White. The Trey White Goalie Academy almost guarantees that. The fact that the Trey White Goalie Academy is merch, seriously, like, they're selling it for two teams. That's probably some of the hottest-selling merch they have. Yeah. The, the discussion I've had with people, 
We think that anywhere up to 20, I mean, not to like, not to sound like we're like NFL agents or something, but anywhere up to 20, the bills are going to pay. Hopefully some NFL team doesn't try and break the bank with like a 22 million per or something. And the other thing you might see Trey White and all these guys try to do, which Kirk Cousins kind of was the first one quote unquote to do a couple years ago, take a three to four year deal. Because as we've seen, the salary cap could be 20 to 30% more in a couple years. And these guys, if Trey White takes a four-year deal, he'll come into a new contract at 29. He could easily cash in for another 70, $80 million then. So not, could not agree more. They're, yeah, the guys are idiots to sign seven, eight-year deals. Yeah. Take yeah, advantage of that, that salary cap. Yeah. Where you get the guaranteed money. 100%. And like you guys were just saying, Jenna, about like how crazy are these like Bill's Super Bowl odds? and AFC odds like it's like it makes me like holy crap like they're they're almost they're pretty much favorites to win the AFC East they're top three in the AFC yeah. you see bills in a tweet for like Super Bowl odds it's crazy to think about and like they're so close and this year is it, like no matter what anyone says it's all about Josh Allen yeah Don't, do not be like a Mitchell Trubisky you know what I mean like yeah. Um, yeah. this is this is it this is it. This is the year. It's and that's year. Why it's, I, that's why I think, like, I know so many Bills fans, like, Bills Mafia is like, this, you know, they're so excited. Absolutely, understandably so. But I look at the schedule, and I know some people, I don't know if you guys did, like, you know, they're going to be go, like, they're going to have 12 wins. I don't know how many wins you guys said we're going to have or whatever. But I just see the schedule, and I'm like, there's, this is going to be a challenging year. Like, I think the fact that they're going to be playing against some teams and it's like, this is, this is going to say a lot about the team, you know, and just where this team is. And I think this is a great measuring stick for how far they've come, but also like, what are they going to, how are they going to stack up against other teams in the league? And they play the Chiefs. They play other teams that are going to be good. Even like a team like Pittsburgh, how different are they going to be if Ben Roethlisberger is under center? You know, like what, what is that? They're, they're loaded defensively. And like last year, obviously, I know the Bills beat the Steelers. They were in Pittsburgh, but it was Duck Hodges. You know, it's like that's not that's Duck not the Hodges. Al, we we could I mean we could run it through Jets at Bills. They're not going to be more than a four point favorite, four point five point favorite. Nope. Bills at Dolphins, same deal. They're not going to be more than a four or five point favorite. Oh yeah, if you've seen projections this year of that schedule, every spread is close, even though the Bills are favored. And mm-hmm. typically, you never see that. They're favored in, like, I think I think 11 games, which is very rare, obviously. But, yeah, every game is going to be a small spread. So, it's going to be interesting. Last year, I think, I think they were legitimately favored in, like, three. Yeah. That just shows you the progression right there. I mean, seriously. Yeah. But, Jenny, you did bring a good point. Like, literally, you're going to see right in the beginning of this year, again, Jets, Dolphins, Rams, Raiders, Titans. Yep. So, five games right there. I think you would be feeling good at three and two going into the Chiefs Bills Thursday night football. I'm not not to sound ridiculous, yeah, but I think that starts off also a gauntlet as well. You know, because once the you have the season is ridiculous. Yeah, it's just going to be really. I think they did it like it's nice because the West Coast trips I feel like are spaced out pretty well. But for the most part, like when people are like, even when you guys talked about it, yeah, the Bills are favored against like Miami or a Jets team, but we don't know like. I think every roster in the AFC has improved. I mean, other than the Patriots, obviously. But, I mean, you talk about, like, the Jets have talent. I was curious to see if it'll be managed properly. No, nope. we got to let Gaze do his thing, Jenna. Just oh, yeah, because that works out great. But even, like, the Dolphins. Gaze needs as much time as he needs. Gaze needs as much time as he needs. Just leave him with the Jets. Oh. Yeah, I guess it works out well for Bill's Mafia. Guys, guys, real quick, random trivia question for you. Big big train wreck fan just shot me a text. Dave Zolnowski said, who are the top rushers while in a Bills uniform? Not all time, just as a Bill. Top rushers in a Bills uniform, not all time. So who are the top Bills rushers, pretty much, is what he's asking. I don't know. I did not look it up. I did not look it up. Gotta have Thurman. Yeah. Thurman. Did, did, did he give the answer, or did he just yeah. ask the question? No, he just asked the question. There's no answer. Yeah. So he's – is he – are we going to find out? Like, <laughs> I think, I think oh. there's some weird stat, like, Fred Jackson is, like, top four because of his longevity. Yeah. I think that's, that's the sleeper because people talk about him being a Wall of Famer potentially, and that's yeah. one of the things that legitimizes it for sure. 
Yeah. And Freddie, Thurman, OJ. Oh. OJ. So that's that. So that's three of the top five for sure. That is reaction says it all right there. Oh. I'll let you say that name. <laughs> things, things just change very quickly in society, and, and no one, no one shows that point. More I don't know where you're going. <laughs> no one shows that point more than OJ Simpson. That's all I'm saying. All right. So real quick, guys. Final sports topic of the night. Okay. Did you guys see this new ESPN series coming out? The Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. Like, here's the deal. Don't get me wrong. Do I want to see this? Yes. Yes. Or, or should I say, do I want to see this at the right time? Yes. He's the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're a Super Bowl favorite, and they're already coming out with an ESPN series? It makes no sense. Like, the last dance was fantastic. Yeah. About, you know, Michael Jordan's career. How are they coming out with the Tom Brady ESPN series while he's still an NFL quarterback? Yeah, I wasn't a huge – like, I, I'm going to watch it, obviously. I think most people are. But I guess my thing was more just, like, I think what made The Last Dance amazing is because there was enough time that, like, people were actually going to talk about it. Like, there was – oh, I see the dog. Yeah, he's, he likes to make an appearance every so often. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's one of them. Maybe pause length. <laughs> Whoops. Oh! My really legitimate setup, I told you. Um, no, but I think what made it great was just the fact that there's enough time that had passed that I think people were willing to be like honest, you know, yep. not saying yep. that people wouldn't do that with yes. Brady, but you know, I think they were he, able to reflect and like be thankful for the times they had and kind of give like some perspective now that they've been away from it for so long. Exactly. hundred percent. I got I got to pull it up because I just, when I saw this, Al, I was beside myself. I was literally beside myself that they were going to do a Tom Brady doc. Like, it, it, the thing that it reminds me of was when, uh, was when they did the Straight Outta Compton movie. All of a sudden, you're getting Bohemian Rhapsody. And Bohemian Rhapsody did well. Our guy Rami Malek won an Oscar. But, hey, do you remember that Elton John film that nobody saw? Yeah, because that's what happens for every one of these gold docs. You, go, you try to recreate it, and guess what? You're going to make a dud. You're going to make a dud ESPN okay. if you try and recreate the same thing. nobody's going to watch- make a dud. They have enough production. <laughs> like, they're obviously very good at what they do. But I just think it's interesting that they're doing I – don't, I don't think – I don't question them doing it because it's Tom Brady. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. I question the timing of it. Why exactly. 2021? A thousand percent. My, my tweet was, why, with 17 whys. <laughs> and then I said in all caps, Jordan sat on his for 20 years – why, 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 why? Yep. Was those 17 was that intentional? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Jenna, <laughs> n- next question for you. Okay. What was your biggest tweet all time that blew up? I'm talking <laughs> likes, retweets. What was it? I would say it was actually when I got hit by. Mike Evans on the sideline a couple years ago. Um, I tweeted out, I can't, what did I tweet? I don't remember. Um, I just tweeted out um, like a, I think there was the video of it. And I said, Incredible video. We got to get you in for like an inside the the NFL type, you know. You guys just move so fast. Like you're like, oh, I'll be good. Like I'll just move out of the way. But like when Mike Evans is diving at your face, you're like, whoa, that happened really fast. Like, the camera yeah. angle you show, you don't even see him because he's already like on you. Basically. Yeah. 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 It, and like the way New Era Field and like like Orchard Park is set up, it's the, the end zones in particular, like it's very crowded. Tight. So there's not a lot of spaces. So like I was right at the goal line and the rest right there. So when Jameis dropped back, like I got screened by the ref. But normally it's not a big deal, but I was just like, oh, it's a big deal. So then I tweeted that out and that did pretty well. And it was just funny because, you know, we were driving home and my boss was like joking with me and he's like, oh, that's going to be a big deal. Like that story. Oh, yeah. You know, because I made it public that like I was sick, you know, and I'm still in remission, thankfully. But it was just funny because, it, yeah, thank you. Um it was it was crazy like my mom called me and she's like you're on ESPN like she was loving that so it definitely was it was cool too because I think um it just I don't know I didn't expect it to happen and thankfully everything worked out perfect so 
I'm thankful that I didn't get hurt. My so, biggest nope. thing is that by the rules of the NFL, I think you maintain possession of the <laughs> camera as you went to the ground, which is the most incredible part. If you look, you're like sprawled, and I say this with all due respect, like a dead body. Like you, oh. you look like you only have like, which is but there's just the hand, there's one hand, like it's right here, and the camera is, is very secure in the hand still. Like this is one hand with no leverage whatsoever. Like oh, that hand was dead. Like that. That hand, do you know how heavy those cameras yeah. are? Yeah, no, like, I, I don't know why I didn't it. snap my wrist. I don't know. I'm the clumsiest person in the world too. Like I will trip over my feet getting up from this table, but I don't know how I manage. I don't know. I have some divine intervention. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I, that's why I laid there for a second. There's actually video of me just like laying there on the ground. So I was like, what just happened? Like, where am I? See, Alan, Alan, I live on the internet. So obviously that's a huge thing to us. Like, like when that happens, cause it's all over the place, everything. But I really didn't realize what a big deal that was to like all the Bills fans. Like we were in that Nate Geary chat. Was it during the draft or something? And just everyone was asking you about the Mike Evans thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, again, I'm not taking off your shy moment. Again, like I said, maintaining possession. But I was so shocked that people, like, you must not have realized when your boss was saying that was going to be a big deal, even 10% of how big a deal that was going to be. No, not at all. Because I was just, like, I was so mortified. Like, I don't think people realize, like, how embarrassed I was. Because, like, I just got trucked on TV. Like, you know what I mean? Trucked Madden. <laughs> the Fox camera guy turned to me and he was laughing and he said, I just put you on national TV. I thought he was like joking or like, you know, like, uh, ha, ha. and then my, like, again, like my mom called me and my mom is like, oh my, Jenna, you've been through too much. Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, oh, and then my phone just started blowing up. But like, yeah, I just, I didn't think it would be a big deal like I I didn't think it would be a big deal and it's funny because it people still like will come up and chat with me about it so I'm just thankful that I can say like I'm okay <laughs> I mean gotta got ask you like no no major injuries like no ma like bruises for a week like nothing nothing no, no like I I might have like I don't know there was a I, I was worried I might have had a concussion but like I went back like I I did yoga the next day like per normal like it was I know it was it was crazy I know I love it though Jenna you're you're grinding you're grinding on that sideline as hard as any of those bills warming up <laughs> oh, I don't know about that but we definitely I, I feel like I feel very lucky because I know my station's out of Rochester but we we go to a lot of stuff and it's just people I work with like Mike Catalana Dan Face, um you know Matt Trable they're such great people so I feel really lucky because you know a lot of people think Rochester like oh what sports are going on there you know obviously we have like local stuff and you know there's definitely like the, you know the, the minor league sports but a huge part of the job is covering the bills and I know we all feel really lucky to do that hey and I know Al you want to start wrapping it up but real quick wham with three people at training camp for the Bills is probably as covering it as well as any outlet out there, right? I don't think any other outlet oh. has three people. Yeah, no, I mean, we yeah, tried to... They don't count. The Athletic doesn't okay. count. I know The Athletic. I know Channel uh, 4, IVB has a bunch of people too. Um, but we feel lucky. We have the biggest sports, like, um, staff in Rochester. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're all over camp also because it's like... Literally, my boss lives across the street, so he'll, like, saunter over, and we'll all be there. But I'm curious to see how this year will pan out. Um, but I think, you know, in with some information, like, I really think the Bills do want to have camp at Fisher. I don't know if it'll be open to the fans. I think that would be a very small chance of that actually happening. But I think this team does want to get away and be able to kind of bond together and have that yeah, time yeah. because especially this off season, it's been really weird. Like they haven't had the opportunity to meet in person. And I think that's huge as they go forward to, you know, the season and the start of regular season games. And that's a great trio. Yourself, Carolina, Uncle Bam. I mean, yeah. are you? I would live for those Fates tweets during training camp. Tyree Jackson's first on the field. I mean, that was that was my favorite last year. Was Every, Dan is the 
Dan's the best. Like we have, so we also have another, we have a photographer, Matt Bold. shout out him. He's amazing. Um, but uh, we just, I, it's just like, I go and I work with my best friends. I, I just feel, I mean, maybe you guys probably feel the same way, but yep. it's, it's, it's something that, <laughs> you, there you, there you nailed it. But it's just something that I feel really fortunate for. And yeah, it's just, it's just cool. Like whether you're at a game or you're on the sidelines or you're just at practice or you're just back in the studio, like just being able to chat and talk some smack. It's fun. That's wow, what she had that. to get to talk and talk some smack. And she's like, well, without that, everything else doesn't even. Care. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. yeah. We got to do that too. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dan, you're the worst gambler in the world. <laughs> oh God. He has been struggling without sports. Wow, you just on Korean baseball. Like, yeah, you really needed that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah! I can't wait for yeah, just the life to get back to normal and have you know the crew here back at Studio D, and it's just not yep. the same. Like that basement's been empty for mm-hmm. you know the past couple months. It's, a, it's definitely a crazy time, but I think it's time for some shoutouts. So I don't know who wants to go first. Jenna, Maniac, it's up to Ooh. you. Get guest first. Maniac, I don't know. Wait, Maniac, why don't you? you, want you like, I don't know. Who... for you. You want me to stall? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not. Shout out to all the media organizations just continuing to grind. It's been a tough time. I mean, there have been no sports. There have been very limited studio access, as we've learned at Trainwreck Sports, and they continue to get done. I mean, I do enjoy seeing the pictures of everyone working at home. They're like, check out how desolate this setup is. And I'm like, that's like my setup for Trainwreck Sports. Like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> They are grinding. You see people like Matt Beauvais using the Woody Page uh, whiteboard. You see everyone's given their unique take on it. I think that's the most thing is that there's kind of been a humanity to all of this in the end of the day. So shout out to everyone. And this sounds ridiculous for being themselves. You, you, you've really learned a lot about some individuals during this time. So shout out to them. No, I would agree with that. I guess my shout out is actually to like high school and college senior athletes. Because I just feel like this has got to be a really hard time, like for spring sports athletes in particular, especially high schools, like seniors who a lot of them aren't going to play, you know, sports within the next couple of years, at least not in the same way. And I just, we do a senior spotlight on channel 13, 13 Wham. We do it on Mondays and Fridays and just hearing like their stories and like their favorite memories. It's just, I mean, I played sports, you know, all throughout high school. I was a spring sport athlete too. And just to hear that they won't, maybe have those experiences shout out to them because i know they're going through a lot right now i gotta give a shout out to all the people that work for uber eats doordash you know i'm walking down the street in cheek to vegas these people are they're, like everyone is is working so hard to get to the point where we can get back to normal and practice that social distancing like this guy He's getting out of his car, mask on, gloves on, food in a big bag. It's just like everyone is doing their part. Everyone's trying to flatten the curve so we can get back to St. John Fisher, hopefully, you know, in, in, in Rochester over the summertime to be able to watch the Bills and stuff like that. So that's what it's all about. I feel like everyone's working so hard to get back to that point. Um, and, Jenna, seriously, thank you for taking the time out of your Thursday evening and making this happen with us for your train wreck debut. Jenna. Cottrell. 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 and Yacht Club. Yes, you nailed it. And I want to put them both on the hot seat real quick. I was I was just minding my own business, Googling some Western New York media members. Okay. Mm-hmm. And everyone, you know, have you ever Googled yourself, Jenna? I, I try not to, honestly, because I don't really feel like change. I need to. <laughs> it does change based on what people search. So I was just looking like a lot of people like look to like certain things. And the first one that comes up with Je- Jenna Cottrell. Jenna Cottrell. 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 Married? Cottrell. Cottrell. Yes. Married, though. Married. Oh, married. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that? Uh, no, I didn't. I figured Everyone, it would be like my height because I'm tall. All I'm saying is because now that he's my guy, Yacht <laughs> Club, you're on the hot seat, dude. People <laughs> he's are not People oh, are looking no. on Google. They're looking on Google. I, I'm surprised by that. 
I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not in any rush, honestly. There is no rush. Honestly. There's no rush. I, I agree. Really I agree. Not. No rush. No rush. You can get into not, trouble. I don't want the haters getting on Yacht Club while I'm turning a blind eye. So I just want to make sure you know. No, no, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't have anybody. Uh, you, got, you got Phil and potentially another one on the way. Yeah, yes, we'll that's true. We'll see. Congratulations. You're expected. Shout out to Jenna. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully the first time with Trainwreck tonight, not your last time. Hope to see you again very soon. Thanks, guys. Seriously. I appreciate it. Seriously, thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Maniac. Good night now.